Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu fahuwa al-muhtad wa man yudlil falan tajida lahu waliyal muqshida وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه قال الله عز وجل في القرآن الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم مكروا ومكر الله والله خير الماكرين أما بعد the Prophet ﷺ, one time he mentioned in a profound narration from the Sahabi Nu'man ibn Bashir He said that the Messenger mentioned that the example of the believers in their affection, their compassion, their mercy for one another is like the example of a singular body. And that parable means that when one part of the body is aching, another completely different part of the body will actually resonate with that same pain. And it will react with fever and sleeplessness and tossing and turning. And he said, this is what makes the ummah what it is. And the situation of the past three weeks has weighed heavily upon everyone's hearts to the point where a lot of us question, ask ourselves, what are we supposed to do? Am I doing enough? How am I supposed to feel? I almost feel this sense of hopelessness, this sense of helplessness. What am I supposed to do? And this is where we heed the advice of the Prophet ﷺ when he said that the believer, when they see something wrong in front of them, when they see munkar in front of them, they react in one of three ways. They either fix that evil with their hands, biyadihi, or if they're not able to, they're not in the position to fix it with their hands, they fix it bilisanihi, with their tongue. They speak out against it. And if they're not even in a position to do that, the lowest level of faith, 
The weakest level of faith is to feel a sense of condemning that evil within the heart. And so when we see what is going on in our ummah, and I say our ummah very, very point blank, because the example of the Prophet ﷺ was never to just walk by an atrocity, an issue, and just say it's not my problem. The Prophet ﷺ would walk by children in Medina, and those who have lost, you know, things like pets, birds, and he would stop by and say, Ma What happened to your bird? Is everything okay? And this is why Allah says about the Sunnah of the Prophet. What does that phrase mean? Min anfusikum. You are from them. You are a part of them. And I guarantee when anyone opens up their phones or their tablets or their TVs or whatever form of news that they consume, and they see children being carried by their parents and by their grandparents. I don't care if you're Pakistani. I don't care if you're Arab. I don't care if you're African. I don't care if you're white. You all bleed the same color. And this is what it means to be min anfusikum. He was from you. We are from each other. Azizun alayhi ma'anitum. Grievous to him grandiose to him was whatever you went through even if a thorn pricked you the prophet ﷺ would stop by and ask are you okay and he was concerned over the believers he never used to walk by and say that's not my problem because your problem is my problem if you're not eating at night i'm not eating at night if you're not sleeping tonight, I'm not sleeping tonight. That's the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. This khutbah today is going to just focus on three pieces of advice. And the first one is simple, but sometimes it's so simple that it kind of goes over the human mind. And it is to feel. It is to feel. We all here are born with hearts, alhamdulillah. But just because you were born with a physical heart doesn't mean that you feel. One of the tasks that human beings have is to feel with the hearts that Allah Ta'ala has given them. And so, as the Prophet ﷺ, he says, that this is the time when you see evil at such great lengths, your job is to do something about it. Who cares if you're going to get a, a, a weird look from a coworker? Or if you're going to be received or greeted with a little bit of hostility from a classmate. It is now time to inconvenience yourselves for the people who've also been inconvenient. Yes, is it uncomfortable to speak up in the face of adversity? Of course. As Waraqa bin Nawfal, he told the Prophet ﷺ, there has never come a person with the message of La ilaha illallah, with the message of truth, but that they were greeted with hostility from the people that they knew. And you, Ya Rasulullah, will be kicked out of your own home because of the truth that you tell. So what will happen to us when we speak? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the voice to be the voice for those who are voiceless. 
As of today, this morning, we find out that they have completely cut off all connections from Gaza. They have cut off all internet connection from Palestine. Why? Because they're trying to remove their voices. So it is now time for us to be their voices without any hesitancy. That's number one. Number two is understand that we as Muslims find so much solace in knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a plan of His own. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions this. And if you want to read in the Qur'an extensively, whatever happens to people who threaten the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look no further than the, to the, than the section of Juz Amma. Go read Surah Al-Fil. See what happens. أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِأَصْحَابِ الْفِيلِ A group of people came stampeding in from the south towards Mecca. Same situation. They had all the power. They had all the money. They had all the, 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 the advancements that the people of Mecca did not. They came with elephants. They came with arrogance. They came with ignorance. And Allah says, Alam tara, have you not seen? Kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashab al-fil? How your Lord dealt. He uses the word fa'ala, which means that Allah took action against these people. Alam yaj'al kaydahum fi tadlil. Allah took whatever kaid that they had and He turned it fi tadlil. And He completely ruined it. And this is why we believe in that verse. They plan. Oh, they'll plan all right. They'll plan. They'll plan to cut off food. They'll plan to cut off water. They'll plan to cut off resources. They'll even plan to cut off internet. But also know, And Allah also plans. You think that your plan is better than Allah? Well, guess what? Wallahu khayrul makirin. Allah's plan will always be better than yours. That when you think that all hope is lost, that they have the upper hand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He reminds us that I am the one who even allowed their plan to even be a possibility. I am the one who allowed them to think that their plan was going to be successful. Allah is the better planner. And Allah's planning is sometimes very fascinating. That when the human being, they see money and armies and this and that and airstrikes, we get intimidated because we think that's the greatest thing that the world has to offer. But Allah reminds us in that same surah, What did Allah choose to be His representatives when the people of Abraha came to destroy the Kaaba? Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَرْصَلَ عَلَيْهِمْ طَيْرًا أَبَابِيلٌ These tiny birds, these small birds, things that people wouldn't even consider powerful. It's like a sparrow that you see in your backyard. تَرْمِيهِمْ بِحِجَارَةٍ مِنْ And these birds, they carried, in their talons and in their beak, they carried small pebbles that were made out of baked clay. This is what Allah's plan was. And along the way, subhanAllah, look at the trust that the people of Mecca, they had in the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that when Abraha, he actually was marching towards the Kaaba, 
He was marching and he stole a group of camels, a flock of camels along the way to the Kaaba, to the Haram. And as he was walking and he was marching there, there stood a man in his way. And that man was a man by the name of Abdul Muttalib. And he stood in the way of Abraha. He stood in the way of diversity. He stood in the way of pure power in human being. And he said, you stole something from me. And Abraha was so just kind of fascinated, but also so fathomed that a man would be so ignorant to complain about the fact that he stole camels from him when he was about to destroy his entire city. And he said, I'm about to destroy everything that you know, and all you want is your camels? And Abdul Muttalib, he said, I am the one who is in charge of these camels, so I must seek their return. And the house over there pointing to the Kaaba, that house also has a master, and that master will protect it. So never lose hope that Allah will not defend what is His. These are Allah's worshippers. Sometimes when you read the tabloids, when you see videos and pictures and photos and whatnot, you forget these are people who pray Fajr. These are people who pray Dhuhr. These are people who fast in Ramadan. These are people who may have gone to Hajj. You think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to have His own plan in place for the people that worship Him, that say La ilaha illallah? So Allah says that, I had my own plan. And what happened? When Allah was finished with these people, in this particular story, Allah says, When I was done with them, they were literally unrecognizable. Their history was erased. No one remembers who they were. That is the difference when Allah moves on somebody and when people move against other people. And you look at the situation in Gaza right now. You know one of the most beautiful things that I saw this past week? When people were... In, it, 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 American leadership was saying that I really doubt the number of people that have allegedly passed away and subhanAllah released was the number of 7,000 plus martyr shuhada in Gaza. And I thought to myself, La ilaha illallah, look how Allah has preserved their honor. We are able to read their names. We are able to make dua for them by their names. Allah has preserved their names. Even when the worst tyrants of this dunya try to make moves against Allah's worshippers, they can't even do it right. We have all of their names. We have their records. We have evidence of them. And this is just the evidence of the dunya. I can't even imagine what the evidence of the akhirah is going to be. So Allah says that their honor will never be lost. And then finally we understand from the difficulties of this situation that we find solace within our hearts when we know that the people that are being tried and tested right now the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ in Palestine. These people, these shuhada are much closer to Allah than we are. They are more near and dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than we are. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, He says, 
وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتٌ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ He says, don't ever say those who are killed in the path of Allah are dead. They are not dead. بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ They are actually alive. But you are the ones who are unaware of their lives. Allah preserves life through much more than just mere physical existence. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preserved the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the point where 1500 years later there is not a Muslim that exists in today's day and age who dares utter the name Muhammad without saying sallallahu alayhi wasallam afterwards. And Allah mentions this in Surah Al-Kawthar when the Quraysh used to make fun of him and they used to call him Abtar. They used to say, oh, look at him. He's the one whose children have all died. There is no one to succeed him. Allah responds, Inna Ya Rasulullah, we've given you something even greater. Al-Kawthar, Fasalli li rabbika wanhar, Inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. It is in fact the people that mess with you. It is in fact the people that ridicule you. In fact, it is the people that abuse you that will be forgotten. You, Ya Rasulullah, will never be forgotten. You, Ya Rasulullah, will never be forgotten. The people who pray, they pray because you told people to pray like you prayed. Ya Rasulullah, they fast the way that you fasted. Ya Rasulullah, the men tried to follow your sunnah the way that you did. The women tried to follow the sunnah the way that you did. That's how your legacy lives on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never truly allows these people to die. Their legacy lives on. And he continues and he says, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرُزَقُونَ that don't ever say that these people have passed away. They haven't. In fact, they are alive and they are provided near their Lord. As Allah mentions. He says literally that they are بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرُزَقُونَ They are closer to Allah than you are. Their relationship with Allah is so much closer than ours. Think about the little boy who was telling his brother, Qul la ilaha illallah, as he was passing away. He told his younger brother, he said, Habibi, say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us even a fraction of the iman that that seven-year-old had that day. So don't doubt for these people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reserved a very special place in Jannah for these people. And Allah continues. And He says, These shuhada, these shuhada, they are happy with the blessings which Allah has given them min fadlihi. They are happy. Can you imagine? We are sitting here crying. And these people, Allah says, that they have happiness. Min fadlihi, with the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We sit here 
in our air-conditioned rooms, in our heated homes, in our filled refrigerators. But these people are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are happy with what Allah has given them. And he says, وَيَسْتَبِشِّرُونَ بِالَّذِينَ لَمْ يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ مَنْ خَلْفِهِمْ مِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ Allah says, and they are joyful about those who have not joined them yet, but they will join them soon in Jannah. They are joyful. They are hopeful. They have seen the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming true for them. These people are closer to Jannah than we are. And this story is also illustrated in the story of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When the Ahzab were arriving to the doors of Medina, to the gates of Medina, the Muslims at that time, they didn't start scrambling out of fear. They didn't start dispersing out of fear. You know what the Muslims at the time of Ahzab did? They said, indeed, the promise of Allah and His Messenger has come true today. Whatever they told me has now come true. We were ready for this moment. Our deen prepared us for this moment. Our Islam polished us for this moment. So we are ready. And they say, and Allah says, Allah خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Allah says, and there is no fear upon them, nor is there any sort of sadness. The angels come down from the heavens. They descend upon these people just like they did at Badr. Just like they did at Badr. They come down from the heavens from the permission of Allah and they swoop up these beautiful souls. And they tell them Do not be afraid and do not be sad. And then Allah repeats again. He says يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ بِنِعْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَفَضْلِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ and Allah says again that they are happy with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has graced them with. And they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never allow the reward of those who believe to ever be lost. There will be moments in which good people are tried in this dunya. And there are moments in which evil people will be let go in this dunya. But that is why we believe that us as Muslims, our ultimate hopes and dreams are not here. Our ultimate understanding of what reality is does not end here. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that these people are not dead, rather they are alive and they're close to Allah. Rather the ones who have died are those who are oppressing them. Think about it. These people who are being martyred, these shuhada, they are more alive than the people who are doing this to them. Allah says in the Quran, Allah says that we have caused a seal to go over their hearts. And their ears, and their hearing. And their seeing. 
And there's a veil. They can't see. And their punishment will be great. That these oppressors, they're physically alive, but their hearts are dead. These oppressors, they can physically see, but they cannot see the truth. These oppressors, they can physically hear, but they are deaf to what Allah and His Messenger say. So you tell me, who are truly the ones who are alive and who are truly the ones that are dead. And finally, to give us believers hope and optimism in the darkest of days, the Prophet ﷺ one time said to his companions that he had a beautiful dream. And in this dream, the Prophet ﷺ said that he was awoken by two companions. And he was awoken by two of these companions, and these two companions, they took him on a walk, on a journey. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, that they walked me to one of the most beautiful gardens that I have ever seen in my entire life. Green like I have never seen green before. Colors like I've never seen before. And in the middle of this meadow, I saw a man who was so tall that I couldn't even see the top of his head. And around this man were children that were uncountable because of their numbers. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, was fascinated by this scene in his dream. And so as they departed, he insisted upon his two companions. He said, please, you must tell me, you must tell me what I have seen tonight. And they say, Ya Rasulullah, surely we will tell you exactly what you saw. What you saw in this pasture, what you saw in this meadow, that man was a messenger just like you. His name was Ibrahim And around him were all of the children that were taken during the time of their fitrah. They were taken away from the dunya at an early age. So they now stay in the company of one of the greatest anbiya that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ever sent this dunya. So I want everyone to think how busy Prophet Ibrahim is right now. Spending time playing, rejoicing, taking care of those whose parents had lost them. But in Jannah, these same children will be dragging their parents into paradise without any sort of accountants. And not just that, they will be dragging their lineage in with them. The parents will go to the day of judgment and they will be waiting the accounting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the children will say, Mom, Dad, we're already late. And they'll say, for what? And they'll say, we're already late for Jannah, Mom, Dad. We got to go now. This is what is awaiting the shuhada. This is what is awaiting the people who have been tested and tried overseas in Gaza. So as Muslims, we understand that our hearts beat as one. Our blood that runs through our veins is the same blood that runs through the veins of our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Faith will always be thicker than blood. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan will always triumph over the plan of people. They will have their delusion for a little bit of time, but Allah will always be able to bring justice at the very end. And know that we will never lose the legacy of these people who said, La ilaha illallah. 
their prayers, their fasts, their du'as, their adhkar will ring through this dunya and will ring through the heavens insha'Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to be people who have the same iman as the people of Gaza. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve the people of Palestine. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy on the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen ya rabbil alameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa nashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa ntubu alayk. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, As-salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Oh Allah, relieve our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Oh Allah, relieve them of their pain and their suffering. Oh Allah, allow every parent that has lost their family members to allow them to rejoin them in paradise. Oh Allah, for every family member who was lost, allow them to be shuhada, ya Allah. Allah, allow them to never be forgotten in this dunya, ya Allah. Allow them to be forgiven for every mistake that they've made in this dunya, ya Allah. Oh Allah, give them freedom from this oppression, ya Allah. Allah, give them freedom from this occupation, ya Allah. And Allah, reward them with Jannah for all their trials and hardships, ya Allah. Ya Allah, allow our ummah to come together as one in support for the people of Gaza, ya Allah. Allah, allow the Ummah to come together and feel for the people of Palestine, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, never allow us to sit idly by and feel nothing and do nothing and say nothing, Ya Allah. Allah, allow our hearts to ache for this situation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you gave people relief in the most opportune time, Ya Allah, so give the relief to the people of Palestine, Ya Allah. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al nar. Allahumma inna ka afwan kareemun to hibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Allahumma inna ka afwan kareemun to hibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Allahumma inna ka afwan kareemun to hibbul afwa fa'afu اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أقيم الصلاة